Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Knicks podcast where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA. I'm Jason Talbot. With me, of course, recovering from an illness. <laughs> so now I really got to ask you, Marcus Chinqui, how the hell are you? How are we feeling? I'm doing, I'm, doing, I'm doing better. Doing pretty good. I mean, I... Uh... I was worried I got, about you, man. I got knocked out. Yeah, I was, I was, I was down for the count for about five days last week. You could, you could uh, say I probably had the flu, but I didn't go to the doctor, so I don't know for <laughs> sure. But I'm pretty confident that I did. It's confident, flu confident. Okay. Yeah, and I'm and I'm I'm back. I'm feeling good. Uh, well, I might have it, a little cough in in between. That I'll, you know, getting everything out. You're like. Both sounding a little phlegmy, but that's that. Yeah, you, you heard me before. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not okay sounding too good. We're, we're feeling good, and we're feeling extra, extra good today, because we have a, we have a friend in town. We here. have a yeah, friend, a little show. visitor. He's uh he's been on before, but we got him back. He's pretty excited about it. We got uh, Roger Fish. Hello, thank you for having me back. I'm uh, excited to talk Knicks. Sports and all, all of it. Really excited <laughs> to be back with you guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I think he's, I think it's genuine. He's excited. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we had Roger on the episode where we were talking uh, rule changes uh, across the sports world uh, during the off season. So uh, we always give Roger a shout out. We love having him. Uh, talk a little. Maybe a little Cleveland Cavaliers. See how uh, you're feeling. I love to talk Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, one of the only I've got a wins. Lot of hot takes on the Cavs. <laughs> one of the only wins the Knicks have uh, in the last the last twelve games. I will say, uh, my buddy called me and said that the Knicks Cavs game was the worst basketball game that he'd ever seen. Yeah, in his was... <laughs> that's yeah, that, that's pretty on point, <laughs> um, especially when the Knicks are winning by twenty. Um, they play them the... again, I think, this week. I think they play them again in Cleveland. Just go check it out. Go to Quicken Loans. Yeah, I, company discount. I actually was offered tickets to the game, and uh, I declined. <laughs> I was like, "No, thank you. Uh, I'm okay. No, yeah. thank you." And and I'm already. I'll be going uh, February eighth to the Knicks uh, Pistons game, which might be in close competition with with the worst matchup. Uh, it's going to compete with that that Cleveland next game. I don't know. Derrick Rose has been uh, oh yeah balling out. Will will he be traded? Well, or will we're, he even be there? Yeah. So we're going to talk some trades today. Uh, should we should we just dive into it? Yeah. Should we just dive so, into it? Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling we're going to be talking a lot about uh, just the Knicks uh, winning two out of the last twelve. Lots to talk about there, but yeah, why don't we kick it off with the trade deadline? That seems to be the big news. I there's been rumors. I think the biggest one was probably the Andre Drummond rumor that has now been squashed. The Knicks are not going after Andre Drummond. You know it's true. You know the Knicks called the Pistons, <laughs> and, and we're asking. Uh, but how do you feel? I, I mean, I personally don't think anything's going to happen. I mean, nothing is probably going to happen given what we've been seeing on how like what their plan is and that they have no plan. So we don't really know what they, what they want to do. So I think the last one we saw was Malik Monk, yeah, another guy they could have taken <laughs> in the draft. Yeah. And they'd probably just trade Kevin Knox for him or something. But I don't, I mean, I don't love that trade, but. Oh, it's awful. 
but it's like you got okay. Who are the guys that teams actually want? Marcus you got Morris. Marcus Morris. Some of, I've Randall. seen some have inquired about Julius, and, and then, I think Frank, and then Frank is the other one. Him. Yeah, it's a, I guess it's a combo of either Frank or Knox. Like you take and one, Knox, one of yeah. them. RJ is the only one off the table. RJ and Mitch, I think, are the only ones off the table. Yep. So, what trade do you like? Who are you willing to give up? I think you're willing to give up any of them. Everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, if someone I th- calls, you say, "Hey, what do you want here?" And that's the thing. I think you nailed it when you said the Knicks have no plan, and if they do, nobody knows about what it is. <laughs> so, when you think about, oh, what strategic moves should they make? when you have no plan set for the future of the franchise, like, I don't know, monk, maybe <laughs> I guess that's, that's where we're at. It's like someone calls and is like, Hey, you want him? I get sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, um, I thought <coughs> the plan all along was where the Knicks were going to just develop young talent and groom these guys to be the future of the Knicks. So I would think the plan would be, Hey, we have Marcus Morris on a one-year, a two-year deal, the second-year team option. Teams are really interested in this guy. He's only going to be here for the two years at max if we decide to keep him. So this guy is really high value now to teams that are in competition for a title. This seems like the trade you make. Move Marcus Morris. And, and, and like, make a decision oh. on Randall if you want him to be a future piece of this team. If not... That's another guy with really high trade value to get draft picks, to get, I guess, younger talent. I mean, Julius Randle is a young talent. He's going to probably pull more of a haul back than Marcus Morris, I think. Because Morris, he's about 30, 31. Yeah, agreed. You know, they they want – yes, his production is high, but they want a lot for him, which is kind of crazy. And we were talking about this last night. Like, Raj, what do you – what do you get or what do you accept for a guy like Marcus Morris? <clears throat> as a fan, you know, all I think you want as a, as a Knicks fan is is hope for the future. And I think that when you look at and the, the Cavs are the exact same way. I think when you look at guys like Randall, like Morris, just get what you can and get the get young players that could potentially be something and get draft picks and build and build and build and build for the future. Because ultimately that's the one thing you can control, right? There's all these talks all the time about, well, maybe honest will come or maybe we'll get a big free agent, but that's a total crapshoot, right? You have no idea if that is or isn't going to happen. And to plan your entire franchise around that makes no sense. All you should do is try to get as many good young players as you possibly can and hope that something sticks and hope that the luck happens and hope that you get some really good draft picks in the future. And that's ultimately all you can really do. Yeah. So I, I say, what did we say last night? Like probably a late first round pick is what you're going to get for him. And I think you, I think you just keep, you get a first round pick and maybe one other average player. And that's what you can expect for Marcus Morris. And then you 
Absolutely. And we were talking last night as we were watching the Knicks and the Raptors. Don't sneeze at a late first round draft pick. I mean, if you look at the Raptors, one of the reasons the Raptors have been so good is you look at guys like Fred Van Fleet and Siakam. And where were those guys drafted? I don't even think I Fred Van Fleet was, I think, like the last player selected in the entire draft. So I think Siakam was late first round, probably like a, a 28, 29. Exactly. So a lot of it just comes down to making sure that when you do take get these draft picks and you and you do have the opportunity that you're selecting the right players, obviously. So don't sneeze at late draft picks. Late draft picks are better, in my uh, estimation, than three months of a pretty good player. I mean, what's a pretty good player and Marcus Morris going to get you in the long run? I mean, doesn't get so get a late draft pick and hope that you have a good scouts that can that can make right selections and then you build for the future. And then at least you have hope. And that's all you want as a fan is hope, right? Well said. <laughs> that was really well said, Roger. Uh, I think, I think, but what like the biggest issue I see now with any draft picks is what we're seeing that they aren't developing these young guys. And that was our, that was our issue for the last couple years. It's like, oh, are we going to see any growth in Kevin Knox or Frank? Because we haven't really been seeing it. But then also, the worry was for RJ. And like, are we going to see them act like he's got all the raw skills there? Are they gonna, Who's going to be able to put it together for him? And they've never really taken the time to develop these guys. Because if they don't work out, then they get rid of them. In like, in two year span, if they're not working out, they get rid of them, and you can't yeah. do that. They're like that's not how you plan for the future. And now that which comes back to what is the plan? Yeah, exactly. Right. And and this is where it all comes back to. I hate to do it, but it's Dolan, and it's we're hearing the stories come out about Fisdale saying that there was pressure for him to win now with this current team. And every Nick fan was just about developing talent. We didn't. Nick fans didn't care if they made the playoffs this year. They know they're not going to win a championship. Develop talent, and Fizdale got fired, and now the whole thing's a mess. And you can, I kind of feel what's going on now. We we were loving Mike Miller, right? We we were yeah. loving what he was doing right. the rotation, getting all these young guys in there. Look at last night's game with the Raptors, and you look at the minutes: thirty-seven minutes for Morris, thirty-four for Randall, thirty-five for Peyton. The young guys aren't getting in. We gotta go to the doctor. They're not playing. Trier's not playing anymore. Dotson's the only one's been getting some, some Knox, minutes the last yeah. couple games. Knox eleven minutes. Bobby Portis getting twenty seven. I mean, we're we're not trying to develop Bobby Portis here. I think I think we know what we're getting <laughs> with Bobby Portis. And I think Mike Miller's starting to feel the pressure of winning now, even though this team is practically in last place. They're not very good. You've seen this last road trip of them playing bad teams. So it comes back to direction. We're talking about, like, we're talking about developing a plan for grooming young players, getting draft picks, creating a team through the draft. And the Knicks are on a whole nother game plan here of this delusion of trying to win now. And last time we did the cast, I was feeling optimism. It's all gone. It's gone. (laughs) Completely gone. I'm so angry. You've been, you've been hot the last couple of days. Just optimism's gone. Yeah, I mean, I watching think... these games, it's just it's back to where it feels a lot where the Knicks were when Fizdale was on the team, 
Like, I, I, I mean, as bad as Frank has been playing, he's got 13 minutes, Knox 11, Trier's not playing. I just, we want to see the young guys. We want to see Mitch. Have we Also, have we had enough of Taj Gibson? Like, starting? I mean, he's not really playing, but he starts, but he's not, he'll start each half. What, but he's what's not even the point of this? The of, of, uh, because of the personal fouls with Robinson? I feel like he's cleaned up his act a lot. I'd like to see him. He looks like he's got something going on. He's wearing that heat pad thing around his back all the time. I don't know what's going on if he's actually hurt or something. Because I was like last night, you're like, why isn't he playing? I uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know what the rationale (laughs) was. But it could have just been like Toronto has nobody big inside. They're like a bunch of smaller guys out there shooting the ball. So you got to be. I don't know. I think maybe he thinks Bobby Portis is a better. defender around the three-point line and oh god <laughs> i don't know so man so so, so did I, I told you my issue with bobby portis and when it all started for me yeah that i was that i was watching <laughs> i was watching an msg shorts <laughs> video of him trying to make a pastrami sandwich <laughs> and it was the most ridiculous thing i'd ever seen one he'd never really heard of pastrami didn't know what to do. I think he was, he was at the original Cat's Deli. Okay. And so they were showing him just like, you know, how to slice the meat. He didn't know how to work a knife. He's cutting things all <laughs> like all over the place. And then trying to eat this sandwich. It's like, do I pick it up? Do I cut it? In? I, I was like, who is this guy? I can't respect this kind of guy who doesn't respect uh, the cured meats. Where is he from? <laughs> Where is he from? I don't. I Mars. think he's from Mars. Uh, the Midwest. I think. I don't know. But somewhere where they don't have yeah, uh, a little good, rock. where you can't get a good Little sandwich. Rock, Arkansas. Uh, I don't Arkansas, know the pastrami yeah. situation in Little Rock, <laughs> Arkansas, but I, I imagine it's probably not that good. I don't know. Clearly not great. Yeah, so I was yeah. just like, oh, I, I mean, <laughs> now it's all starting to make sense. Where he can't hit layups. He's, got, he's bad with his hands. He doesn't know how to control a knife, get good, uh, yeah. good slicing. So I've yeah I'm off the Bobby Portis train. He's he's creeping up on my list of guys yeah. I can't stand when they're in the game. Yeah. The the game last night, uh, the game was close, and uh, he just ran into Kyle Lowry, and basically <laughs> the game was over at that point. Like that ended the game. Where it was just like three point That's a game. Couple games that he, <laughs> he did just runs like, stupid fouls. Like what are you doing? Like get out of the way. What are you running into people for? Just like pushing uh-huh. them down. So. He's kind of got some uh, Yvonne make basket uh, <laughs> kind of mentality working right now. Yeah, but I mean, at least he, he's hitting. He's not afraid to shoot. Making threes, man. Maybe we need to paint yeah. his hair purple or what? What was it? Oh, God. <laughs> but it's just the, you, the uh, Knicks. The Knicks identity right now. We don't know. We don't know where they're going. Mills. Nobody wants him. Nobody wants Dolan. Nobody wants to play in New York. It's just. It's real bad. I just wish they could just give up the season and play the young guys. I think that's that's what would make me happy at this point. And I think trade Marcus Morris. We like him. Is he the Knicks' best player right now? He is. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's sad, right? I mean, I love for my namesake to be doing well, but he shouldn't be the best player on on a team. Like he's yeah. He should be at at the most a third option. And he's your top gun. He's taking the shots down the stretch. So I, I, have, a, I have a question for Roger, too. So, I mean, we, we're Nick fans. We complain a lot. 
we we hate that there's no direction. Another bad team in the NBA, like Cleveland, and you had said before there's kind of some similarities, but is it the same? Or, like, I feel like the Knicks are the laughing stock of the NBA. Like, do you ever feel like that as a Cavs fan? Or do you sense a little bit more direction with them? Or would you say maybe the Browns are a little bit more of a Cleveland, just as comp- a whole, comparison. has a fair amount of uh, issues these last couple of years. Um, you know, I will say that there are definitely similarities, I think, as a, as a, as a pretty big uh, Cavs fan. I follow them incredibly closely. And what I've found is I think there are some similarities between the two. Obviously, you know, both teams are very bad, and it doesn't seem like they're doing anything great anytime soon. The one thing that I will say about the Cavs is you look at these two young players in Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, they definitely look like they have, uh, you know, a lot of potential. Last night, or two nights ago, I think Colin Sexton had 29 points. He's scoring a lot. Um, and I do think that, you know, obviously a, a little controversy is late, but I do think that Coach Bilan knows what he's doing and is, is getting these players, or making, making these players better. Um, it, but it is funny kind of talking about this conversation is when I look at the stat sheet, you know, oftentimes Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson are the two leading scorers, and that's great, and that's wonderful and, and, and fantastic. But that doesn't do anything for me right now. And what I'd rather see is Colin Sexton have a really good night or Darius Garland have a really good night. Um, Those are the players that I want to see do well. I don't even, all I'm looking for, again, going back to what we talked about before, is what does the future look like? Because even if we went on a six-game winning streak and Kevin Love's doing really well and Tristan Thompson is doing really well and Larry Nance Jr. is doing well, Big whoop. I mean, ultimately, we're just vying for 500 for a team that's not going to be here in a couple years. And what does that do for me? So I'd much rather see, again, talking, you know, I think very similarly uh, of the trade deadline. I'd love to see them get rid of Tristan Thompson. I'd love to see them get rid of Kevin Love. I think both players are really good and, and have a lot of value. Do they have expiring deals? Uh, Tristan Thompson does. Kevin Love is still there for, I think, yeah. three more years. So the it's love, the love contract deal, so is tricky. It's a tough um, one, but it even, but again, I'm not even, but, uh, but then you at least you free the money, you free the cap space, which would be great. And if you can get an, if you can get a draft pick or if you can get a, another player who's a good locker room guy, great. Because again, all we're looking for is, is the future. And, and when you have a giant contract for a guy who's 31 years old, that, that doesn't really resonate for, for a bright future. So I'm all about getting rid of those guys and trying to get as many, accumulate as many draft picks as possible, as many good young players as possible, and play for another day. All right. That's, that's comprehensive. That's just, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> Thank and, uh, we, you said we Cavs, also, and I just saw red. Um, on this cast, can we get a sound clip of the big whoop? Uh, <laughs> that Rogers threw out. Uh, Big whoop. <laughs> I, I Maybe that'll be my that. new slogan. <laughs> Big whoop. Get that on TM. the t-shirt ASAP. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, so yeah, that's that's why we get along. We get it. And sometimes you wonder that how these, you know, GMs and team owners can't. It seems pretty simple. At least and to help it, move in the right direction, you know? You know, like, and we were saying last night, like, some of it is luck on who turns out to just be really good. Yes. And who you could who you could get in the draft. And then if someone decides, oh, sure, I'll go to this team. 
you know, but you know, you have to at least have a core core young guys there. Like the Warriors are probably the like the peak example of this is that they just had three guys fall on their laps in the draft that turned out to be amazing when you put them together in Clay, Steph, and Draymond. And then you just start pulling little pieces together around them and boom, there you go. You yeah. got a dynasty built. And could anyone have predicted that Steph would change the game as much as he did? No. But I mean you knew he'd be a good you'd be he'd be a good shooter. That's all that's what he was known for coming out of college. But that he would transform the NBA by himself and then you put a clay with him. You got the Splash Brothers and I don't yeah, I don't think you, anyone could have uh seen that coming, but I will say it seemed like the Warriors had a plan of what type of team they wanted to build, even bringing in coaches like Mark Jackson, and Steve Kerr, guards to groom guys like Steph Curry and Clay. Uh I think it was very purposeful that, though, like... of what they were trying to build there, and that's where even when I look at Cleveland, like Rogers pointing out, you know, the guys like Garland and Sexton, those are their guys. And those guys look like they're going to be very good players in the NBA. Right now, I look at the Knicks, and as fans, we're like, okay, it used to be KP. That was our star. We're going to build around him. We got rid of him for peanuts. Now I look at the team, we're like, okay, RJ and Mitch are the only guys untouchable. But are they? Because then I'm hearing stories about we're going after Andre Drummond. And then is RJ and Mitch even going to want to play here? Nobody wants to play here. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to groom Knox. Knox is playing 11 minutes a game. Okay, Instead, so let I got me, let Reggie me pull, Bullock and Taj Gibson and, and Julius Randle and Alfred Payton starting. And I just, I, it, it let me, seems let me, very let me, let me ask you this now. So coming off of what we were just saying about the Warriors, that like, you know, you saw Steph was the first one. And you're like, okay, we're going to build – a team that complements him. Sure. And you bring in the coach like a Mark Jackson, a young, a, another point guard that can show him the way. So sure. say RJ is the guy that we want to use for the future. Sure. What kind of coach do you bring in that right. could highlight his say, like if you had to pick yeah. a former player I, that could come in, as, that will come in as a coach that could groom him the right, right way. I, well, I think the problem right now, I don't think RJ is that guy. I really don't. And seeing him play, I've been really impressed. I like him as a player. I think his skill set, I think he's going to be a nice piece on this team. But I don't think I love RJ that much to say that I want to build my team around him. So I, to be honest, I haven't thought about that enough. I don't think I have a name, a name for you. I just let, don't. Let me- like I look at the Lucas a... of the world, I look at the Trey Youngs of the world. I look at even when we had KP. Like I just don't think that RJ RJ's game is like that guy. I wanna I want to build around. I don't know. I'm not I'm not wowed by RJ. I don't think he has the wow factor. I think he's very good, but let me give you guys a little glimmer of hope. I feel like maybe we need, we need a little please, help here. Please. You know, um, so last, last, last night when we were watching the, the Knicks and the Raptors, uh, Marcus and I talked a little bit, and and obviously the name that has been coming around, uh, you know, a bunch is is Sai Ujiri. Sai Ujiri. Sai Ujiri. Sai Ujiri. Thank you. Um, <laughs> now, 
Marcus made a really good point, I thought, last night that, you know, a lot of times I think players are hesitant to go to a place like New York because there's all sorts of other things that play into that and, and maybe building, rebuilding a team from a player perspective isn't necessarily as interesting. You know, for me, it's less about the coach and you got to get a good GM. I think that, you know, I could see a situation in which New York with all the troubles that it has, and obviously the ownership being being first and foremost, could potentially still um, intrigue a really good, strong general manager. And if you could get a general manager like the guy at, in Toronto, and you can really just get your ego out of the way and say, you know, obviously you know what you're doing. Let take take this take this story franchise and go make something happen of it and give them all the money in the world to do that. I could see the combination of New York, big money. You know, obviously he, he's been a hero in Toronto, but I think if you look at your legacy, you probably would rather be a hero in New York than be a hero in Toronto. So I could see a situation in which they could potentially, and, and not, I don't guarantee it, but they could potentially get a guy like that, and and then obviously a lot of good things happen if, if, if something like that, uh, if they could get a guy like that. I respectfully disagree yeah. <laughs> with your assessment. <laughs> Having been a Nick fan for almost all my life and with James Dolan leading the charge, I think the president right now of Toronto, I think he'd be nuts to come to New go. York because I just think they're never going to let him do his job. I also think Toronto – like Siakam has been able has been able to succeed in Van Fleet because of the other players and because of that organization, and they've always been a good regular season team. I mean the Vince Carter days. They've Toronto's been a pretty good franchise since it started, yeah. um, and I just think the Knicks are so far behind. Like if if the Knicks, the, one of the big stories that came out like Steph Curry saying that he thought he was going to New York and he wanted to be in New York. Didn't I t- have, how many Steph times have Curry I would not story? have been Steph Curry if he <laughs> yeah. if he was a New York Nick. If his career was in New York, I just don't think Steph Curry would be the Steph Curry. I mean, we love him; he'd be great with the success. Like it just, there's no way. There is no freaking way that New York would have helped him grow to be a player that he became in in, in Golden State. I just. I don't think they would have supported that's, that's him and built the, the team. Uh, the unfortunate uh, truth, too. That. <laughs> and who did the Knicks? Who did the Knicks take that draft? Instead, uh, was that the was that the Bobby Jordan Hill? <laughs> I think it was Jordan Hill. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, <laughs> and he's not in the NBA anymore. So he's not even he's in, not in the NBA. With the eighth time. pick, the Knicks select a guy who will not have a good NBA career. Big whoop. Uh, and like we had. And it's, this, it's, it's the same old story, too, of guys who, like, they're terrible. On, well, not terrible, but they're not that good on the Knicks. And then they go to another team, and then they they flourish. Yeah. Gallinari. The, yeah. As soon as he's a great like, player. He was an all-star. And, you know, like, a couple injuries, but we had him, and let him go. And you saw I, you saw that interview with, uh, with Amari? Earlier this week, and they asked him about like the oh yeah, it was like time yeah. in New York, and he was like, you know, I kind of like the one regret he has is if they hadn't given up all of their players to get Carmelo <laughs> yeah. and just wait until yeah 
free agency and sign him, which is what they easily could have done. Is like we were we were good, but we could have been a lot better yep. if we had all the other players. It's like me and him were good, but we had a team before, and they yep. let him go. And like Stat knows, break Stat yeah. in, man. He'll he'll yeah. he'll, he'll whip RJ and, into shape. And the last thing I'll say is like when I was watching the starting lineup last night and watching the game, I'm seeing Alfred Payton, Marcus Morris, Julius Randle, Reggie Bullock, and Taj Gibson. And I'm just like, how did we get here? <laughs> where am I? What is it? it? It reminds me of those old teams where you just had this like weird group of players and like Nate Robinson starting. And I'm just like, what the number of players, Chris Copeland, like think about all the Knicks that have come in and out of this team. Uh, it just, it's bizarre. Being a Nick fan is so weird. And I'm really is down. There, I'm just, I'm really there, down right now. I, I mean, think the, I think the, the only middle... thing that's going to save the Knicks is if they draft a superstar and we get lucky. Like I really wanted John Morant and I think we're seeing what he's doing right now in Memphis. And you're just as a Nick fan, like, Oh God, Zion. Everyone's like, Oh, the hype, the hype. And his first two games back, I mean, I, I still have health questions, but I'm I'm like, damn, I wish we had Zion, man. Like, the Knicks need a savior. I mean, you remember the poor Zingod, the, the video that, uh, uh, oh, my God, John Leguizamo, John Leguizamo and those guys made. Like, we thought we had our guy who was going to save the Knicks. Like, no, he's gone. I just, I really think. We, we, we need a LeBron. Who's the, can we get a son? Yo, we got to start recruiting that kid now, dude. <laughs> now you saw the, you saw they asked him, they asked him like, would, would he ever come to <laughs> yes. play in New York if his son got drafted? He's just like, my kid's in the ninth grade. Like I'm, he's, <laughs> I'm worried about him. homework now. I'm not, <laughs> he's got a few years to go, but yeah, I'll take him. Even though yeah. <laughs> you always say like, he's not even the best player on that team. Oh no, not even close. That team's stacked. You should watch that high school game. I'm telling you. That team's loaded. <laughs> All right. Can we, can we talk about something else? Like, I can't. Yeah. I'm getting sad now. I'm real sad. I'm beaten down. I mean, I mean, the return of Zion was like a big... I was telling yeah. you, like, man, this country can hype up anything like no other place, man. I'm like, his first game back... You know, they got to put it on ESPN, primetime. He looks like a linebacker that showed up He's to a huge. street court. And just like, yo, I got next. I got next. Yeah. And then you know, he's like, wait, like, you're like, no, I got handled, man. Like, yeah. He's got to convince you that he's good at basketball because he does not Do look Do you know like he's the third? He's the third heaviest NBA player in the league right now at 285. Yeah. And the other two guys are like seven four. Taco Fall, Taco Fall, and Boban, and they're each over That's seven crazy. three. He's only what? Six, <laughs> and he's six six, six, five, six at two eighty five. He's yeah. probably not even two eighty. He's probably closer like two ninety yeah. now because yeah, he's gained it. He's gained day. a lot of weight. <laughs> sure. Is that with shoes on? You think? With shoes on and about eight pool boys in his gut, man. Like <laughs> it, it. It looked bad. Like. That first half, he was, was bad, laboring. Like he looked like he could barely run to get. Like they might have had to push him to the bench. Like he couldn't quite make it there. And we saw him in college. Like he was fit. Like he was big, but you could tell he was in shape. And 
this guy that's out there running, like it looks, it looks bad. Yeah, and he's, he's got to slim down. He has to. Even like you can see, like he can still get up and dunk. Like last night, he had a block that he threw into the fourth row. But it's like, okay, that's cool. But he doesn't know how to walk properly. Yeah, they're worried about him landing. Like his running, he's pigeon toed, so it's just like it's you know it's tough to move around as quickly as he should. But you still hope like this. So like, okay, he he went four for four from three. Okay, no one's standing in front of him to block a shot. I could stand Frank, up Frank there can't hit him <laughs> wide open. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If Zion's <laughs> fat ass could be hitting just like, hey, you know. A guy who can hit open threes, I'll take it. Just standing there. And it's one of those, like, he doesn't. It's funny the way he jumps, too. Like, he kind of kicks his feet out. Yeah. He shoots like a fat guy. It's, fu- it's funny. But he's wide open. He can hit him. And, like, okay, that's nice. But you want to see what else will be. You're, you're a Zion play. hater, dude. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not hating. Am I hating? A little, a little bit. bit. But I'm just, I'm just, I want to see him at yeah. full potential. And you don't want him to be that guy that, like you were saying, like, <laughs> they make a 30 for 30 for him yeah. in 10 years. Yeah. What, what, do you have a good title for that one? <laughs> yeah, what did I say? What if I told you that the big fall hard or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the big fall hard. That's good. Big trees fall hard. Yeah, big um, trees fall hard. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I think that you know, obviously, just seeing him play, you kind of cringe because he just looks like any moment he's he's a something an ankle sprain away or something's going to happen. But obviously, you know, you hope that that that's not the case because the truthfully, the NBA needs him. I mean, the NBA has been kind of, and and this always, I think, happens a little bit with the NFL starting to dwindle down. But I think. You know, the NBA needs a, a, a storyline that's going to kind of pump a little bit of energy into into the league, because I think right now everything that we're expecting is happening. There's no great stories. Good players are playing good. Nothing crazy is happening. I think we need something like this to, to get the get the league, get the season. really. Yeah. And I'm not started. I'm not hating on Zion. I'm, I mean, I'm. I'm one of those people that was firmly against, like, those guys that were saying sit him the whole season. Like, no. If he's healthy, put him out there. And, yes, he's out of shape now. But you get him in NBA. Like, there's no way to simulate an NBA game on a practice floor. If he can move, if he's healthy, let him play. And then by next season, he'll probably, hopefully, he'll be in good shape. They got to slim him down. He's got to lose, like, 30 pounds. Yeah, and that's this what offseason. you get him in. You know, you get his win back, and I don't you think get that's him healthy. But, decent shape, yeah. and then in the off season, he can get start to the... trim down, and he'll be able to train and yeah. and work out. You know, and that's how he'll be he'll be good to go next season. And truthfully, Brandon Ingram is a star in the making. I mean, I think he's a perfect example of a guy that we we got we were too quick to give an answer on how good he was or what he was. You got to realize these guys are young and it takes time. And I think Brandon Ingram, you give him a, a little bit more time, he's going to be a, a real star. You put those two together, it's going to be interesting. And you said it on the last cast that if the Knicks should go after anybody, try Brandon. I mean, Ingram, is he he's, a, he's a restricted oh, okay. free agent. So they can't really, yeah. you know, they're going to match whatever they put they put for him. But he looks good. Lonzo's looking better. Love Lonzo. You know, Always been a fan of uh, you love Lonzo. Lonzo. I just fan. think he's got a great game. He's got a high basketball IQ. 
Wish he would focus a little bit more on basketball. And but, then we'll, we'll end up with uh, Lamelo and Lavar hanging out at the garden next year. <laughs> Jello's gonna be mopping up sweat. It'll... What are the sneakers I, uh, called? The uh... what? I I got a hot take. I got, I got, got a question. I got, I got some thoughts. What do you think about the NBA getting rid of the salary cap? Treating more like baseball. I think it's a great. I think I would it would be it great for the NBA. Cap. It would be great for the Knicks, obviously, because we could just pay for then, everyone. And I think it would then, be great then for the you NBA. Ru- then you run into you're in a you're in baseball territory and. It's the Yankees and the Dodgers yeah. that everyone's going to talk about. It's like, okay, that's fine for us. It's Man United <laughs> versus Liverpool, you know? It's like, I think it's great because love teams to hate. The Lakers will still be good. And I mean, it's obviously bad for the small market teams, but who, I mean, who really cares about the small market They all have money, I was going to say. I mean, it's yeah. not like Memphis doesn't have billions of dollars they could spend on players. Like, everybody can do it. Yeah. It just... The TV rights, maybe, but maybe, but like, yeah. I, I, when did they? When did they put it in? Because they didn't used to be there, and but then you run, the, you you have to like, you know, you have the long contracts, and you get those ridiculous baseball contracts that someone signed for eight years, which yeah. is what it used to be in the NBA. That you'd have a guy signed on for their first contract is for five or six, five to seven years. Okay, we could have. Who I don't know who he would sign, but that that I think I think that's a great idea. Yeah, but let me let me take the Ohio perspective here. It's better <laughs> for the league. It's better for the league when Milwaukee is good and Memphis is good and Cleveland is good and Indianapolis is good. It's better for the NBA to have teams that it's not just the Lakers, the Clippers, the Knicks. It's I think it's better. No, disagree. I just, I mean, I'm waiting a, for the why. A, I mean, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I want to hear the. I'm, here, I'm waiting for the pitch. Of why I think it's better. Like why? Why bring... is it better for all of New York City, who has the worst team in the league? Well, I'm Milwaukee not saying the Knicks need to be bad. All you guys can. You're more than welcome to be a better team. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's better That's for the good... NBA in general if there are if it's not only excluded to the, the three or four biggest markets because I think that it obviously brings in fans from all over. And I think the fact that, you know, Zion's in New Orleans is awesome. I think it's great. I'm getting a lot of blank stares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we're just angry <laughs> Nick fans and we're just trying to figure out any way to make them good. Uh, I just... I don't know. I mean, I would love to, and, and the fact that we're in a we're in a big market, so it, yeah. it again it helps us, and that's what everyone hates about the Yankees. They're like, oh, they just buy all their championships because they can pay for all the players. But again, you know, other teams have money. It's yeah. just you have the allure of New York and L.A., and that's where some people just want to be. But you know. I'd love to see it. Send send Adam Silver a note. He, yeah, he, I, I mean he's listen. working on a lot of different stuff. Um, I could see them in the future, maybe getting rid of it. I mean, it, when you do something like that, it does cause a lot of problems. Like there's TV deals, there's money in franchise. Like I, you know, it's not something you could do overnight. I mean, maybe will the NBA get there? Who knows? Um, 
But I, I love that Silver, I mean, we talked about this before. I love that Silver's trying to mix things up and make the NBA more exciting. Uh, I think the next thing he just needs to do is rig the NBA draft so the Knicks uh, get the number one pick. And probably pick the next Greg Oden or do something awful. You need, you need, a, you need a can't-miss draft like a, like a LeBron. Yeah, we oh. need LeBron's kid. Look at this guy. Wade's kid. Who I'll else has Wade's kids? Shaq. Kid. No, Shaq's kid. He's not doing much. He trans- he's not doing he much? Transferred from, he's transferred from UCLA, so I don't even know. Does Steve Novak have kids? <laughs> no, Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He does, he's the announcer for the Bucks. Uh, let uh, me give you a, a, a thought that I had. Um, I think that just thinking about um, – Sports gambling, you talked about Adam Silver and how he's kind of a, he's always been a progressive thinker and he's always been thinking ahead and he's been kind of out and out and ahead about getting sports gambling across the country and has been a, a big proponent for it. And then you got the NFL, who's been always completely against it. They're totally anti sports gambling. And then these, can we cuss on this? Oh, yeah. These motherfucking hypocrites. <laughs> <laughs> Within the last four years of saying that we're anti-sports betting, have decided to A, put a team in Las Vegas, and B, have the NFL draft in Las Vegas. Both, So yeah. how, my, how their, their, uh, their whole perspective on sports gambling has changed in, in such a short amount of time. Yeah. I think, can, I can curse also on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the NFL is full of shit, and they always have been. Like, I mean, with player safety, uh, I wanted to bring, I, I just watched that uh, Aaron Hernandez thing on Netflix. Um, the NFL, the, all they care about is money. They don't care about players. They don't give a shit about sports gambling. They probably love sports gambling and it's easy for them to come out. No, no, we're against it. And as you said, it's like actions speak louder than words. You're putting a team in Las Vegas. You're doing the draft in Las Vegas. Sports gambling is gaining momentum and it's going to be legal probably across the country, you know, sooner than later. And I don't see the NFL trying to stop it or really coming out, you know, with any actions of any kind. Uh, I think you see the, the rendering they're dirty, the, man. It's a dirty league. I, I, really is. I, I don't trust the NFL, man. Did you see the rendering of the NFL draft and like how players are going to have to take a boat to get yeah. up to the stage? Is that true? It looks ridiculous. Like, Seriously? I, I think so. I couldn't I tell. Thought, and then I was like, I think it's real, but. That's going to be the worst thing in the world to watch. Just wait till some idiot falls true. off the boat. <laughs> yeah, these NFL, they can't swim. They don't know what's going on. They're, it could be kind of funny. And then there's going to be prop yeah. bets on how many people fall into the water. water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of the NFL, uh, we got all of our Super Bowl picks wrong um so this is a basketball focused podcast um who do you have do you guys remember I, who you have I, I think the 49ers are so good but i've literally had, been wrong about every pick so i had the ravens versus the saints right packers packers pats underdogs <laughs> i i originally was gonna say 49ers and i said you know what yeah I'm going. I always have a soft spot for the Saints, and thought they could have done something, but what do I know? 
<laughs> I think we can all agree that a Super Bowl without the Patriots is is way better. It's though, better right? for everybody. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, I love that. And I think this is actually going to be a, a good game. Like, for sure. Everyone thought yeah. last year, you know, the Rams were the, one of the highest scoring teams. Like, they were going to show up. But I don't think there's any stopping Kansas no. City from scoring points. Right. Like, they're going to put up points. And the 49ers defense, as good as they are, they can also, their offense can also show up too. So hopefully we get like, you know, high scoring game, solid defense on both sides. Cause they both have pretty good defenses too. Yeah, they do. So it, it I mean, it could be a 10, seven game. I hope not. I'd no, no way. I mean, I'd be shocked if that yeah, happened. I'd be pretty surprised because a lot of, yeah. you know, they, so many, so many people talk about controlling the ball on the 49ers perspective and controlling the time, of, uh, the, the, the clock. But ultimately, it doesn't take much time if you've seen the Chiefs play at all. I mean, it doesn't take much time for them to score. So yes, you can you can control the clock as much as you want, but he can score in a matter of seconds. So I uh, I think, and you know, again, the 49ers put up what thirty seven points to get to the to get to the Super Bowl. So they're not yeah. uh, they're not averse to scoring a lot of points. It's Do funny too. A... G- Jimmy G threw eight passes. I think that game. Yeah, he didn't throw another pass. Like passes. he threw a pass in the first quarter and didn't throw another one until the end um, of the fourth quarter. Like, <laughs> and that's why I I like the 49ers a lot because I just think they're like such a complete team and they've just been destroying people. But the fact that I think that makes me think that the Chiefs are going to win because I'm just I've been wrong about every single game. Who do you guys like? Uh, I'm going Chiefs because I think I, 49ers. I'm going opposite. I was gonna say I was gonna say the Chiefs, but I'll go for I'll go 49ers. <laughs> you, are, yeah. you switched last time, man. All right. You know, I feel like you, oftentimes in these games, defense does win. But if you're asking me to choose between uh, Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid, I think I'm I think I'm going Andy Reid, and yeah. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see the the. Gatorade bath and on, on Andy <laughs> Reid just kind of limp off the field. I think get him a get him a triple uh, a triple stack. Yeah, I think that I think that could be a I think that could be pretty would, good. And would uh, this be his first Super Bowl if he were to win? He was in the Super Bowl. I think so with, yeah, he was with the in Eagles. The right? Super Bowl with with, with Philly, Eagles, which was like tw- twenty years ago. That was, was a yeah, long I think, time ago. I want to say I was that a was child. freshman year. Yeah. I think that was freshman year of college. So that they were because that was with To. Yeah, that was a mm. long time ago. So 2004, 2005 oh, yeah, Super Bowls. Yeah. I think yeah, it was the Eagles and the Eagles and the Patriots. No, I don't know who it was. We're just so used to the Patriots. Was it? Well, it might have been. I don't think it was. I don't think. No, I don't think the Pats were in it that year. Colts? Was, was it the Colts? In was 05? That the Colts year? Man. The uh, no, because the Steelers were the year after that. They were sophomore year. I don't remember, and I was in Delaware with a bunch of Philly people, so everyone was going nuts over that. I cannot remember who Eagles Patriots. Yeah, it was New Patriots? England won twenty four twenty one. Yeah, it's always the huh. wow. Patriots. Unbelievable. So yeah, I'd like to see Andy Reid get one. I think yeah. he's a I think he's a smart guy and, and deserves a deserves a Super Bowl. Yeah, Team Chiefs. They're more fun too. I want to see the Forty Nine. They are fun to watch. So, but we want again. We want a good game after last year. Just we want just want both teams to have fun. That's really what good, we yeah. want. Just have fun out there, guys. It's uh, just the game. It's great. What else, what else you guys got? I, the only other thing, did, we, did you want to talk about the NBA All-Star game? Yeah. I mean, we uh, got a, it's, it's not until mid-February. Yeah, they announced they made the, the, picks. the starters. Yeah, 
the West we is uh, significantly better. Um, which yeah, you got you got Trey. Yeah, good for the, Trey. I mean, some people will will argue it shouldn't happen because it's on a team that sucks. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. No Knicks. Who cares? <laughs> David Lee was the. Oh no, Porzingis was the last All Star. Well, to actually play in the game. Oh yeah. Just David Lee. His wife, Caroline Wozniacki, retired from uh, tennis. Ooh. She played. How's your boy? How's your boy Fed doing? In the, uh, the Australian Open's going on right now. Australian right? Open's going on. Talk about uh, tennis. I'm on. I'm on that Aussie Open sleep cycle. So I'm okay. tired all the time because I'm up. <laughs> we got fed tonight at probably around like 4:30, 5 a.m. Coming on. Love so it. love it. I mean, he went. He went the distance last night. Final set tie break. Super tie break to ten. Down eight four. Came back six points in a row. Took down uh, John Millman. Few would know who he is, but he beat him at the U.S. Open. Few. I don't think anyone knows <laughs> who that is. He's, uh, John, he's a John German. Millman he's a German. Yeah, he's, an, he's an Aussie. So he had okay. the Aussie crowd behind him. But he, So Fed came through. Serena lost. Osaka lost. And uh, you got the same top three guys still, still in there. So It's amazing. Nadal, Novak, and Fed. Ready to ready to roll. So we'll, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'll probably record it tonight. So no, if you guys know tomorrow, no spoilers. Don't tell me anything. About to watch it in the AM. No need to worry. I can promise you. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be a problem. Lips are. We got. Uh, what else have we got? We got the Grammys are this week or tomorrow night. I have no thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I listen to to Lithium mostly on uh, Sirius XM. <laughs> a lot of nineties rock. I don't think I was listening. So I was listening. I brought it up before that nineties podcast yeah. that I listened to, and I was listening to one the other day, and they were going about their like top songs of the nine of ninety nine. So they went. They ran off the the Grammy nods from nineteen ninety nine, and I was surprised that what was nominated for. Like best song, so that was the year of Santana, if you guys recall. Oh yeah, of course. Supernatural. That won, I think, eight, eight Grammys. That one tied Michael Jackson's wow. Thriller for most. Oh, wow. And but then they were running off like some of the nominations. I want it that way. Was nominated for Song of the Year. It was a, which yeah. I mean, that's a pretty big song. I mean, it was a hit, but is it a good <laughs> song? I love that song, but it's not like a. It's not I did. Like a well-written. I did song see the Backstreet and, Boys live recently in uh, Las Vegas, and uh, they did perform that song. They still got it. Uh, what a weird concert! That was, was Kevin there. Was was super weird. It, it was a good time, though. I gotta say, they uh, they can't dance, um, and it was just kind of weird watching these like forty-year-old men. Uh, but they nothing but hits, man. I, I I forgot how many hits. The Backstreet Boys really. Uh, yeah, I went on a little really Backstreet. Has. I went on a little trip into Backstreet World the other day. I was listening to the greatest hits. I was like, oh, wow, okay. They had a lot of a lot of hits. Yeah. And then I and then I threw on a little NSYNC greatest hits too. Just want for yeah. comparison. Who's better? Are, are you, who holds? Ooh. Who stands the, the test of time? Uh I mean, it's. it's I think. I might say Backstreet Boys. Uh, interesting. Yeah. I, I, I think they have more. I like and sing better, but I think. Backstreet See, I'm the other has... way. I'm actually. I think I like Backstreet better. 
but I think NSYNC was the better. Maybe we're just afraid to admit. <laughs> I think what are we, NSYNC what are we is the more. About? T- <laughs> I think it's the more talented group, but I. Yeah, we... Oh God. Good yeah, I don't know who's. I think what Lizzo is that who's is that who's Oh yeah, uh, we're we're a Lizzo household man. We're we're, we're team Liz over here. Oh yeah, yeah. lesbians. I'm a mm. lesbian. <laughs> is that what I'm not. Them? Yeah, <laughs> I bet. I'm a, I swear. It's, I it's mean, they stuff. ruffled some feathers. Like Julian Michaels had some thoughts on her. Who? The other day, the Julian Michaels, the chick from uh, Biggest Loser, one that always Talked that's always yelling years. yelling at people. She's very intense. Oh, you'd know her if you saw her. I love the biggest but, loser. Get Zion. But she said she show. said Zion needs to go out there. Zion and Ruben Stutter just <laughs> taking over. <laughs> but she they said, had to cancel like, that it, show. <laughs> it came up about Lizzo about how yeah. she uh, like everyone always talks about her weight and like how she's so yeah. pro. Like oh, I'm a big girl. Love I'm your body. Love your body. Jillian Michael, she's like, well, yeah, that's great and all, but it's not going to be great when you have diabetes and heart problems. Ooh. Like, which is... Jesus. It, it's she a hot said take, that? But it, it's, Are you it's saying that great. or she said that? She said that. Oh, okay. Whoa. And that turn, you know, the Twitterverse is going to go crazy over stuff like that. So, I mean, it's not, she's not wrong, but you should, uh, you know... <laughs> I'm not, nice I'm still this your, one out. Yeah, it's... Man. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> Take a gym class. I don't know, but, but then you got fans coming out. It's like, oh, if you ever watch her in concert, you know, like she's going hard for like two hours out there, which takes, you know, some stamina. She's probably in good shape. I don't know, but people were not happy about it. But I would rather because I, I want she to has listen a strong, to her music. strong following. I wanted to listen to her music because I never really listened to it. Like all I really oh, know should. about her is. It's good that she's fat and loves herself. Yeah, and plays the flute. So I was like, I was asking Tony. I was like, what is? Does she got? Does she have hits? He's like, yeah, she's been. Yeah, this is like her fourth album. That like she's she had like three other albums that didn't that weren't mainstream. So I now think she's out. I like, think oh. you'd be into it. I think uh, I think you would like it. I'll give it a listen. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm always down for a, a, a new uh, a new hit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to still live in 1999. So. <laughs> Hop into the future. Wow, we covered ninety nine. Last time the Knicks were in the finals, we uh, we covered a lot it's today. It's the couple circle. It was a good. It was a good. Yeah. Is there good. is there anything, Roger? I mean, you're our guest, and you know, we didn't even ask you if there's any anything on your mind or just want to vent. Uh, it was your dog's birthday last week. It was my it was my dog's birthday this week. We um, got him a, a puppy cake. And uh, we're actually going uh, today to, uh, we got a big day, big Saturday ahead of us. <laughs> we're going to the uh, pre-Westminster dog show, uh, Meet the Pups. <laughs> so you get to meet the dogs before before their big show, a little meet and greet. Is that like a and special, you have like a VIP kind of thing going or is you this could, open to the you public? Could, you could pay extra for the VIP package, but um, <laughs> we decided to just go economy. And uh, so we're, we're doing... We're doing just the standard meet the pups. And then is Jerry going? Say it again. Is Jerry going with you? Jerry doesn't get to go now. Uh, oh. It's just the. That's what's so sad to me. Yeah, Marcus thinks that I'm being rude <laughs> no, but to Jerry. Yeah, you can't have the, the cheating the, on the elite. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jerry, his dogs are no joke. They can't, these dogs. Yeah, you can't mix in with the riffraff. Yeah, with the... <laughs> Jerry's just a pedestrian dog. These these yeah. dogs are top of the line. 
And then at 4.30, we got the uh, the St. Francis Terriers. Uh, I believe they're taking on uh, Wagner uh, Seahawks at a 4.30 basketball game. So we're going to go. Oh, basketball. Uh, gonna I was go... like, is that lacrosse? I didn't know where no, we were going. No, we're not there okay. yet. Don't, we'll, that'll be our sprint edition. But we got a, yeah, we got the St. Francis basketball game. Okay. Is it a home game? Uh, it's a home game. Yep. So we're, uh, we're excited to root on our local uh, Terriers. So it's going to be a good Saturday. And uh Sounds I great. appreciate you guys having me on. This was this was a lot of fun. Did you fit in a quick bed bath and beyond? Yeah. I don't <laughs> I know. So. Depends on if we have enough time. Um, <laughs> what do you got going on, Marcus? What's your Saturday looking like? Uh pretty pretty basic. You know, do a little laundry, a little cleaning. Uh might go out later. I don't know. Gotta figure something out. Maybe catch a flick. I don't know. We got all the Oscar nods out, so I still got a couple I need to see. Yep. I gotta get what on about you, too. Jason? You gonna smoke a pipe, read the read a book? Yeah, you got your cardigan. Listen, on. I got my cardigan on. <laughs> I, I've been I've been rocking Will. it a lot lately. It's very cold in Detroit. Just leave me alone, guys. Come on. <laughs> Getting early dinner. Should I get a pipe? Get, Maybe get the early bird. <laughs> those, those days are behind me. But uh, look who's eating dinner. Yeah, I've already eaten o'clock. breakfast. I had my grapefruit. I'm uh, I'm feeling grapefruit. good. I'm, ki- I'm uh, kidding. I didn't have a grapefruit. My uh, my grandfather used to have a grapefruit every morning. The paper, the grapefruit, every morning. Isn't my that that's like an old grapefruit. old guy thing to do? Yeah, right? grapefruit thing. Uh, I don't like. I don't too, care for it. Too tangy too for me. I don't. I don't like it. I'm an uh, orange we'll guy. Like, I like the smaller melons. Um. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm actually getting ahead of the game on Valentine's Day shopping. I'm not waiting until the last minute. I'm gonna go out there and and get it get it done. Malls are nice and what, nice and quiet. We just have Christmas. Yeah. Like what's uh, take a break. <laughs> um, it never ends, man. It never ends. Tell it, tell you lover, and uh, <laughs> I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's been fun. Um, it always is. Um, back to the Knicks. They got a the hard schedule is over. I would say some winnable they games. They got the Nets tomorrow. The I Nets. thought about going, but I, I don't really want to. Um, it's their yeah. final meeting of the year. Yeah. So hopefully we can put some wins together. We got that Cleveland game Monday, February 3rd. Um, and then the trade deadline is February 6th, I want to say. Yeah. So we'll, you know, I maybe could see a breaking news podcast coming up soon. I, I kind of hope there is one. I really hope the Knicks make a move. Um, I'd love to just see that, that they're trying, you know, that's all, that's all I want to see. Uh, but good talking to you guys. Have Thanks a, for having me guys. Have a great Saturday. Roger. You too. It was a pleasure. Marcus. Keep uh, drinking fluids. Vitamin C. And uh, yeah, it's been Let's Talk Knicks episode 20. 30. 30. Oh man, we should have done something special. Well, we'll talk to you next time.